I hate to say this, but there was a point in the movie where I was thinking in my head, like, just please kill Thor. Just kill <laughs> like, get him out of here. I'm 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 tired. Yo, what's good, your boy Sapri706? This is KTSC Av episode 113. Today it's just me and Postal. Apparently, uh, everybody is AWOL. They're not showing up to their place of employment. There will be fines. There will be punishments. <laughs> Shout out to Mark Sniffles for, you know, I don't know, probably being a family man, but, you know, I fuck doubt them it. kids. Yeah. I doubt it. <laughs> He's probably double fisting meat Marcus, or shit, meat mountains and pa- passing out somewhere. <laughs> or he subscribed to Party Said OnlyFans and just went wild, right? Yeah, shout out to episode 112, which was one of the more recently filthy episodes. So if you didn't check that out, definitely go back and check that out on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. But so last week was the 4th of July. And in great American fashion, Americans showed out their patriotism by having another mass shooting. <laughs> so in, uh, where was this? At? It was in Highland Parks, Illinois, uh, a shooter, a very deranged shooter just by his picture uh took the lives of i believe seven people so r.i.p to them um and he injured dozens of more people uh they haven't said i don't think what the weapon was but i'm assuming some sort of rifle maybe an ar-15 style rifle which is uh the weapon of choice for mass shootings um if you haven't seen a picture of this guy um i highly suggest you look him up because he if there is like a prototypical profile of a mass shooter, this is probably what what it would would look like. This dude right. looks crazy. He looks like like when I seen the picture, I was like, yeah, nah, that makes sense. Like, there's no way they could spin that. Like, he was a sweet child. He was just an all American boy. Nah, that nigga looked like a psycho. Well, I mean, he was good enough an American boy for the police to bring him in alive, which is par for the course in America. If you're listening overseas or abroad. Uh, Whenever we have our very frequent mass shootings, which seemingly are mostly all uh, Caucasian men or white men, um, they're always brought in alive. But to contrast that, you have incidences like the last, the most recent police shooting of a black man. I can't remember the gentleman's name um, off the top of my head, but they shot that young man 60 times. Do you know how many, like, on a police standard Glock, they hold 18 bullets? That means somebody reloaded, bro. That means multiple people. And I think that's just the shots that hit him. I think they fired, like, over 90. Uh, So RIP Jalen Walker. But this dude that actively killed seven people is brought in with no incident. So so just kind of take that into consideration. But uh, the shooter, according to CNN.com, his name is Robert Bobby E. Crimo the third, 21 years old, faces seven charges of first degree murder in connection with the shooting, which authorities said he allegedly carried out by climbing on top of the rooftop of a nearby business, opening fire minutes after the parade started, sending party goers and participants running for safety. So, yeah, like, again, America is. It's definitely a definitely a strange place, man, like. I'm not gonna lie, like I went to go see Thor uh this week and I was like, damn, like are they gonna be shooting at the movie theaters? Like I need to be paying attention to where the exits are. It's just like you gotta almost at times, and it seems a bit irrational because statistically, like mass shootings don't happen 
as much as I guess the media would portray it. But the other part of that is because they're so like rare, if that makes sense, kind of like lightning striking twice or, you know, getting attacked by a polar bear and a grizzly bear in the same day, it could be anywhere. Like it, you don't know where it's going to happen, when it's going to happen, what state it's going to happen. Is it going to be kids? It's going to be adults. They're going to get gunned down. So you just got to kind of be kind of keep your head in the swivel and just be aware like, hey, where am I going? What am I doing? Where the ex is at? Do I want to go somewhere overnight where people are going to be possibly acting crazy? So you got to kind of, in my head, take these things in consideration. And to be honest, at this point, I said this before, like with the pandemic, when they were talking about putting movies, like they did movies directly to like Disney Plus. If they would have like said, hey, you can watch Thor from the house. You have to pay like an extra 20, 30, 40 dollars. Sign me up. I watch all these movies at my house from now on. Like, I don't, I don't even care. It's just almost not worth the risk of leaving your house because with the, you know, ease of access to weapons in this country. It's just like, man, people are crazy. Yeah, yeah. And you know what's crazy? So this happened in Highland Park, which is about an hour outside of Chicago. And I seen people on Twitter try to make it seem like it was in Chicago where they, first off, people only bring up Chicago when shit happens. Nobody cares about the gun violence there. But they try to make it seem like... um because it's so close in proximity to Chicago that this is not surprising. And it's like Highland Park is a very wealthy area. So the fact that that shooting happened there has nothing to do with the gun violence in Chicago. One, two, they're saying that because the gun restrictions are so bad in Chicago, that that's why gun violence is so high. But it's like, bro, Highland Park and Chicago are not the same city. So how are you trying to justify that? Like you're basically trying to take the blame away from this white shooter and try to dog whistle your way and say this is black people's fault. Like how is that even possible? Yeah, that's the thing with the states that have like very strict gun restrictions. Like just because your state has them doesn't mean you just can't go somewhere else and you know cop a gun across state lines. Like that's kind of the issue with having so many guns everywhere, where it's like you can't really. You just never know. Like, there's literally more guns in this country than people, which if you take it down to, like, with police and cops, it makes their job be more difficult because literally there could be a gun in any situation you come on, which makes every situation more volatile. But to the Chicago point, yeah, the whole Chicago thing is, like, it's bullshit. Like, and I've, I've used this argument before. Like, you can't tell me that America wants to go to other countries and kind of regulate them, right? Go over there and be the world police, but you can't police one city in your own country. Like if they really wanted to take care of Chicago, they would. And they probably will at some point via gentrification, whenever they want to gentrify those areas and, you know, make them do high rise luxury condos or something like that. But I'm, I, I never that the argument is so dumb. That's almost as dumb as like the whole black on black crime argument. So, but not to beat that dead horse, you know, RIP to those people. Again, we usually don't start the podcast off this, uh, this depressing or politically charged as usual, but it, it is what it is. But we'll, 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 we'll transition to something a little, a little lighter. So recently, I watched the Obi-Wan series on Disney+. Plus. Um, I'm a, not as big of a Star Wars fan as I used to be, but I am. I was pretty big Star Wars fan growing up as far as like keeping up the stories and characters and whatnot. Uh, 
but I didn't really run to this Obi-Wan series uh, just because it's like, eh, there's really nothing groundbreaking with that character. I'm like with the Mandalorian. And, and that's kind of my biggest problem with the series. And just like Star Wars in general with how it's used like with Disney and whatnot. Like I'm not super deep into like all the comics and the the other stories like some people are. But it seems like the Star Wars universe revolves around these same core characters. Like the big bad is always going to be Darth Vader or it's always going to be revolving around Darth Vader or something like that or with the Skywalkers. And my thing is like with the story it's kind of inconsequential when you're watching it, if you're aware of it. And I feel like people that aren't really big Star Wars fans, I feel like this is not something they run to, right? So I feel like the majority of the people watching it are aware of the story. So it's like, well, things you see happening, it's like, well, you know, he's not going to die because there's, you know, he's in these movies that come out years later in the future. Um, and, and like one there thing are no about- stakes for him. Like anytime you see him get into a fight, like you don't really care because you know he's going to be in episode six or he makes it up to episode six. Yeah. And it's just like, can we, can you give us something new? I, I know you're, you're working around the same, the same stories, but give me something new. Um, it, and the story is a little bit blah. It's like, Oh, you know, I'm not the Jedi I used to be. And he had to go through his little journey to get his power back and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, all right, cool, man. One thing that thoroughly pissed me off with this show, though, is the casting of Princess Leia. Um, she's portrayed to be a 10-year-old, but she is like the smallest, youngest-looking 10-year-old I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> and it's very annoying to watch because like, she doesn't fit on screen. It's like she's kind of forced on there. She's like, yo, why is this toddler on this show? Like, There's one scene where she's running away from these guards, and I'm like, fam, her legs are maybe like a foot long. There's no way she's outrunning anybody at all. It's just it was a it was a really weird casting to me, um, so that that kind of bothered me. But again, we'll, we'll do some spoilers. Even though, again, if you're aware of the story, there's really nothing that can spoil this because you know what's going on. But one part that did kind of surprise me or catch me off guard was the the fight with Obi Wan and Darth Vader, and like, I I don't know, it was a really cool fight. Um, Obi-Wan was giving Darth Vader that work, which is very surprising. Like, I almost wanted to go online and do some research, see if there's like a backstory that like kind of shows that part. But if not, that's a wild ass pool to put on there that he's like being the shit out of like the strongest character on the show and like the whole lore of Star Wars. But then I was like, you know what, Obi-Wan, you're like, you're a wild pussy dog. Like, you had this man, you had this man dead to rights. And what do you do? You pull a Batman and be like, oh, I don't kill people. Just leave him there. Like, what do you, you just really like put the fate of millions of people in the universe, you know, in jeopardy because you don't want to do what you need to do and put this man out of his misery. Like, you I mean, that's pretty on brand for Jedi's though. They have a lot of blood on their hands. Like Yoda sat back and let Palpatine do all kinds of evil shit, even though he knew what was going on. And he just hid and then died of old age. That's crazy. Well, see, my problem is, is like, I, I get that. Mm-hmm. I get that in a sense. But like, you, you did that the first time, like when you thought he died, but he didn't die. And then he began to wreak havoc on the universe, pretty much uh, hunting down Jedis like he's the Gestapo <laughs> and, and killing them, hanging them in the streets. 
And then you're like, yo, I'm just gonna leave this guy alive. What did you think was gonna happen next? He's gonna continue to reign terror <laughs> on 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 Jedi's and, and people that oppose the Empire. So I, I was like, all right, I, I guess. But that that was, I think, a poor choice. But I mean, that's what happens because, like you said, they got pigeonholed into keeping both those characters alive because neither one of them dies until the original set of movies come out. So even if Obi-Wan was the Whoop Vader's ass, he could never kill him and vice versa. Neither, neither one of them can die in that series. Only new characters introduced can die. Shout out to KJ. Yes, this is a little bit of, I guess, blurred talk. But again, I, I don't believe that there are, are nerds in the year of our Lord 2022. Like, I believe if you're not into, like, anime or sci-fi and stuff, that you're not normal. Like, it's it's almost the norm at this point to be into stuff. Because, like, it, it's not like back in the days where, like, yo, if you watch anime, you're looked at as, like, a weirdo. Like, there'd be, like, baddies that like anime. Like, legitimately, yeah, yeah. they might be faking it, but, I mean, they're still Nigga, fucking... Uh, Megan Thee Stallion watch anime. That's a good enough reason right there alone. Yeah, so like, get that. Get that all. Oh, you guys are weird. They're not, man. This is the culture. This is what it yeah. is. And then, nigga, most of the most popular stories in the world are sci-fi or some kind of high fantasy. Nigga, Lord of the Rings has been around for over 100 years. Yeah, so let's let's go ahead and, and kill that that narrative. But back to the, the Obi-Wan fight with uh, Darth Vader. <laughs> One thing that I was thinking about is like, yo... I wish there was like a camera or something like that where uh, they show them picking up Darth Vader after he got packed up. <laughs> so like, how does that conversation work? Like, what do you, like, what do you say? Like, I done got my helmet beat off my head. I'm all dirty. I'm all beat up. I need medical. I clearly need medical assistance. And you know, you just go back to the ship. Like nothing happened. Like, oh, you know, uh, nothing to see here. Don't look at me. Like, I feel like at that point, you got to kill everybody. Like, nobody can know that this happened. <laughs> like, how you can't even roast Vader because the minute he gets better, he's just going to force choke you. But I would have took the risk because I would have been like, bro, how you got your ass whooped twice by the same dude, bro? Like, yeah. you didn't learn the first time? Yeah, like, that's that's low-key low embarrassing, man. Like, I wonder how long it took them after they saw, like, Obi-Wan ship fly off to be like, hmm. <laughs> Something might something might be going on. We might need to go go ride out there real quick and see what's going on. He's out there laid out with his head cracked open. Like that's hella embarrassing, man. So, um, to me, the the show was meh. Like I started, I was not really compare, compelled to watch it because again, there's there's nothing groundbreaking with the show. Unlike with the Mandalorian, even though again, it still is in that same universe with that story. At least it was new and interesting. At least the at least the characters are pretty cool. The story was good, the music was good. I do not like Baby Yoda or Grogu, but outside of that, I think it's A okay. Even it. though I think they should have saved the money they did with Bobo Fett to just make more Mandalorian because that show was equally terrible. But you know, I am a hater. I hate all things, apparently. Listen to last episode. Uh, there's nothing in this world that I like, so but yeah, you is kind of a hater, bro. You said big crit not that good, bro. I don't know. That's why I didn't say he wasn't that good. I said the second half of his last album wasn't that good. Digital Roses, yeah, that shit was fire, bro. Bro, I read I added it back to my list, and it's only like 38 minutes long, so it had to be bad if it like got to the point where I was like, damn, this shit feels hella long and it's not good. If it was only what? that's because like the first half of the album is slow songs, and then they like eventually start to pick uh, the up. second half of the album, I think, is the slow part. Ah, nah. 
My ears must be different, Dan. I don't know. I like I'm running back. It, it, it didn't do it for me. I was like, yeah, this is... Yeah. You got to set your expectations right. Because the first time I listened to it, I didn't fuck with it, but I didn't know it was supposed to be an R&B album because I'm used to crit just dropping rap albums. And then when I was like, oh, this is an R&B album, changed my mind. Just like I didn't like... um, What was Future's R&B album? I didn't like that shit the first time I heard it. And then I went back and listened to it. I was like, damn, this shit kind of fire. Yeah, I I, I, I got to do that too because like just kind of going in from the matrix from the uh, Usher Tiny Desk. I saw some other Tiny Desk stuff. Um, and we was talking about last week about uh, Big Daddy Kane. And he has a Tiny Desk. And I cut it on and immediately cut it off. And then I saw Anderson Pax. I'm like, yo, I haven't watched this one. So I did watch it. It was excellent. And then it made me go down to Anderson Pack matrix wormhole again. And I was like, damn. Like, I really got to think about what my favorite Anderson Pack album is. Because I, I initially thought, I don't ever think I, like, put this on the record or on Twitter or anything. But I think initially I was saying that Ventura was my favorite. But, like, when I go to my Anderson Pack playlist, it's a majority of the songs from Malibu. And I can probably definitively say, like, Malibu now is, like, his best and my favorite album. Because it's got so many jams on there. It's pretty seamless. Like, there's really... To me, there's no skips. Um, but yeah, I did start Big Daddy Kane's uh, discography for you guys who are listening, uh, so I could keep that same energy myself. And it it wasn't it wasn't horrible. It's not that bad so far. I, I did learn some things. Um, Jay Z definitely. Oh, you know, I was about to bring it up, so I was waiting for you to get done. Yeah, Jay Z definitely uses a lot of bars from him. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, and that's why you have to listen to these older rappers. Because, like, if I didn't, I, I'm like immediately when I heard him say certain things. I'm like, oh well, Jay Z used that in this song. Jay Z used that in that song. So it, it's definitely good to be kind of a a hip hop historian. Shout out to King Quest in the chat. Let's see. Oh, you know what? Good shit, King Quest. He brought up the uh, Republican <laughs> Reverend that was talking about use AK 47s so I didn't see the video, but I saw enough of like the, the clips to determine that it was some nonsense. So for the people listening overseas and abroad, America's a weird place. Like we said earlier, we love guns. We love guns and we love racism. Apparently this country is built on it. Read your history books. It is what it is. But yeah, there was a, an ad with a Republican reverend who is black. Right. And uh, I guess the the salient points of that were that he was advocating for, I guess, 2A, which are our gun rights via the Constitution, so we could fight the KKK. (laughs) And I was confused because... Ooh, I, you know what? I'm not going to say that hot take, but um, yeah. It's, Marcus, I swear to God. I swear, to, I'm going to beat that nigga ass when I see him. Yeah, shout out <laughs> to Marcus in the chat. That's it. He's not on the podcast, so um, he's he's dead to us. But um, th- there's just so many things that are upsetting and troubling about that commercial. Like, who approved that, first and foremost? Like, who are these paid actors? Like, hey, guys. We need we need ten people to show up at this location and bring your finest Ku Klux Klan hoods. You know what I'm saying? Like, why? How? Why would you even think that's okay? You know what I'm saying? Like, but again, 
in America, you know, we have all these freedoms and these rights. So yeah, let's cosplay as KKK members and let's even more cosplay and do the American hero fantasy that I'm going to use my gun and my two A rights to save people. Okay. Shouts to the Valdi cops again, who did absolutely nothing in that situation, even though they were inside the building and was just like, you know what? Nah, we're not really about that life. We like to pretend that that we're, yeah, we like to pretend that we're warriors and soldiers and, you know, Call of Duty cosplayers. But when it's really time to get, get the busting them guns, you ain't about that life. But I just think that's, I just think that's a bad idea. And also to like, the racism in America these days isn't like that. What is the word I'm looking for? It's like kind of in the open a little bit. Like there's still people that hide behind masks, right? Even though they, those same people wouldn't wear masks for COVID, but they'll wear masks to hide their faces when they're attacking, you know, pride rallies, and you know, Black Lives Matters rallies and, and whatnot. But also too, like the the new racism is like it's more coded. So like people back in the days who, who would be wearing uh, hoods are just like in business suits, their CEO heads, their leaders in the community. They just kind of modified how they get their messages out. So I mean, there's really no point. And even like invoking like the imagery of the Ku Klux Klan like they're not really popping like that no more to be honest like you have like the Tiki Torch people and you got like the the Boogaloo boys and the Proud boys and stuff like that but that that was just weird that that was kind of corny but shout out to King Quest for bringing that up and completely taking me off <laughs> off task uh, so yeah, uh, Obi Wan was mid. If I had to give it a grade, I'd say it's mid. I hope there's no season two coming because I'm not interested at all. So, but what I did think was better that uh, I'm surprised the uh, conservatives haven't been talking about in a negative way is uh, Miss Marvel. I I've enjoyed Miss Marvel. Is I think it's a pretty cool show. Shout out to uh, Jersey City where it's quote unquote filmed at even though it's filmed in Georgia and I guess the only problem that I have with the show is that the show is featured in Jersey City it featured hip-hop music you mean to tell me that Disney with all of its resources and all of its pool and all of its resources could not find a single way to get Jersey City's very own finest Joseph Budden a cameo in the show <laughs> like i believe the opening music for one of the episodes was uh all about the benjamins by uh puff daddy i'm like y'all could have slid pump it up in there like you know what i'm saying like like pump it up his upbeat i think it would have fit if he's from jersey city man you know like, like, I, don't know. I think if white people were aware of who joe buddy was that nigga would be put on like they would skewer him because of his public image and they just had thrown pump it up. People would have Googled who he was, and then they would have found out our tweets on Black Twitter, and it would have been a shit show, man. Oh, you might have dodged a bullet. Nah, man. Get, look, 
that that show to people probably is like, oh, why do we have all these Muslims and they're in their garbs and why is the opening title sequence in this language that I can't read? Like Disney is woke, they're creating terrorists. I'm like, all right, I can. It's funny, but Marvel has always been Arab, so I don't know. Yeah, but you got to think a lot of the people that are fans of or new fans of like the uh, Marvel movies. They don't know that. They don't. She's not like a really super popular character, if that makes sense. So it's not like, like people were tripping about Black Panther. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's always something. People are tripping about the black lady in um, of uh, the third sister in uh, Obi Wan. Like, yeah, white people are unnecessarily racist. They was mad about black characters in the new Game of Thrones show. It was like, goddamn, bro. The, and it's high so, fantasy. For the people that are listening overseas, like this is how how deep America's racism is. Like, you can't even be from space and not be white. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like think about it. The default race in space is white. Cracker. People will be you like, I watched like, this stuff for escapism. It's like, bro, what are you escaping where you don't want to see black people? Yeah, that, that I think. And and that's the thing. Like, where and I know we damn we've taken it down this road of racial education. In enlightenment, but that that's one of the things like the world shit. Yeah, pretty much the world at this point. Well, I'm, I'm not gonna generalize in America, things are presented through a white lens. So, again, you're in space, you're in a, a galaxy far, far away, right? And in that galaxy, this far, far away, there's not that many black people, and the all the main characters are white people. Like y'all could have made them any other color. Y'all could have gave them some some, I don't know, some horns or something. <laughs> but could have made them less humanoid. I don't yeah. know how in a galaxy far, far away that we've never been to got crackers in it, bro. But all right, bro. Yeah, you no know, matter where we go, they they find a way to to dominate. They speak English. They don't even speak other languages. They speak English. <laughs> the default ain't language in the universe. At least in Star Trek, they explain it with uh with the voice thing where they translate everything to English. Nah, Star, Star Wars, everybody just speak English. Yeah. So that, that, that was, uh, that was interesting. Um, I also found it interesting in a, uh, galaxy far, far away. They had like micro braids too. <laughs> I'm like, yo man, y'all are funny, man. Y'all are, y'all are hella funny, but, but yeah, I highly rec- recommend Miss Marvel. It's it's pretty good. I think it was a very good casting for uh, Kamala Khan's character. I'm excited to see how they integrate her into the MCU. So, sticking on the MCU, um, I'm going to try to give a spoiler-free takes on Thor Love and Thunder because bum-ass Marcus Sniffles has not watched it yet. Lowski hasn't watched it either, but he doesn't care about spoilers. But spoilers I, do not ruin the experience of a movie because context matters. I guess. So I'll give Marcus. I'll give Marcus a chance to log out of the chat because I don't know. For me, I don't like to be influenced at all with movies. I don't like to hear nothing about it. I like to go in there kind of naked or whatever. Not like literally naked because that's like a crime. But I mean, like, with no preconceived like ideas of what this is. Like, I avoided majority of the trailers for Thor. I watched the very first one, but outside of that, uh, I didn't really pay attention to them. So, for full transparency, um, I wasn't a fan of Thor Part Three, 
wasn't my bag. Um, my my issue was is that it was too jokey, jokey, funny, funny for me. Like right out the gate, it was hilarious to some. Like it was too funny. Um, <clears throat> I don't really like they made his character like comic relief. Um, I get it that they were trying to overcorrect from the dark world, which I get because that movie was, I guess it was terrible. I don't really remember much about it. I'm about to rewatch it after this, but try to overcorrect. They use the whole, oh, we're going to use cool rock songs and bright colors, the whole 80s aesthetic, the whole 80s rock and roll aesthetic. Um, but without spoiling the movie, um, there, hmm, let me gather my thoughts. I've been seeing a lot of tweets on the internet from famous people, regular people, normal people. And the word on the street is that Love and Thunder was mid. That's what the that's what the people are saying. Um, I went to see the movie with three people, and we all kind of had the same came to the same consensus that it it wasn't a good movie. Like I think people strangely with kids would probably enjoy it or if you're like a Guns N' Roses fan you'll enjoy it but it's it's a very 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 unserious movie <laughs> very unserious <clears throat> to a point where like I hate to say this but there was a point in the movie where I was thinking in my head like just please kill Thor just kill him. <laughs> like, get him out of here I'm, I'm, I'm tired Wait, wasn't the whole point of this movie was to introduce Natalie Portman's character as the new Thor so they could retire Chris Hemsworth, Thor? I thought that was the point of this movie. Uh, you'll see how that transpires, but that even with that, there's a lot of... there's Again, I gotta go into the YouTube Matrix to get some backstory, but this is this is a very unserious movie. That's that's the most that I can say. And the way that I the the analogy that I could use to this is that Thor part three was CLB and Thor part four is honestly never mind. Damn. <laughs> like CLB wasn't great, but after listening to Honestly Never Mind, it's like damn, maybe CLB wasn't that bad. <laughs> and that's how I feel about this movie. It's like, yo, I didn't like Thor Part 3, but shit. I might have to run that back and re-rate it because after watching this, I'm like, yeah, Thor 3 is actually probably not as bad as I I made it out to be. And it's not a bad movie. It's just it was a little too straight out the gate. I don't I don't really like his character being comic relief, but again, this is Disney, you know, they gotta keep it haha, jokey jokey type stuff. Well, did, even though uh, Thor, even though Thor cut off Thanos's head within the first thirty seconds of Endgame, so that's a weird kind of dichotomy where you have that, then you got whatever was going on in these last two movies. Well, was it? Didn't Taiki Wakiti direct Ragnarok? Yeah, I think so. And he directed this one, so I'm. I'm I was but that makes sense direct- though because he directed. I want to say the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, and that. I mean that tracks with like the just kind of movies he makes. 
So like, well, I, think it, I think it fits with the Guardians of the Galaxy because their characters aren't super serious. Right. Like Thor cut off Thanos' <clears throat> head. You know what I'm saying? Like he's different. He's built different. But see, um, my thing is like they tried to keep Thor comic Thor in the first two movies and people were not fucking with that shit. And I think that switch that happened in Ragnarok is what people like. Now, I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying people responded to it. And I think that's why they tried to keep it that way. But I haven't seen the movie yet, so I can't really say for sure. And I think that's a lot of what make this, like what geared that decision to make Thor like, oh, this is going to be like an 80s rock and roll type feel now. Like, we want to play some ACDC and some, uh, and some Death Leopard some some guns and roses like i'm not gonna lie my favorite part of the movie i'm not gonna say but the the only reason i liked it is because they played a guns and roses song i like that's the only reason i like that scene because the, the scene in itself is ridiculous it's just like there's a lot there's a lot going on like marvel is and marvel is kind of doing mid-offs i'm not gonna lie like they're kind of doing mid-offs with themselves at this point because like I'd say that like Doctor Strange 2 was a better theatrical experience, but when I rewatched it on Disney Plus at the house, it, it didn't hit the same. Same with Spider-Man. Like Spider-Man in the theaters was great. Shout out to uh, Rev in the chat. What did you want to get out? I missed something. Um, but I watched it back. It's like, eh, it was straight. I did rewatch Shang-Chi or Shang-Chi. That movie, that movie stands. That movie's still great. Still a great movie. So I would have to probably say that. Shang-Chi is probably the best face one movie so far. Let's so. see. My thing with Spider-Man No Way Home, they tried, they hit the nostalgia button too hard. That's what made me not like that movie. I was like, bro, y'all doing a little bit too much for what y'all... I don't know what they were trying to do, but I was like, okay, you brought the all three Spider-Men in and then all their villains, but then you didn't really do anything with the plot. Y'all niggas just fought. Feelings got... Uh, explored a little bit and then the movie ended. Now I know they were setting it up for that Spider-Man to go back to Sony so he can do so Sony can retain the Spider-Man property and they're setting up that whole universe with uh, with Venom and then also having uh, Vulture go back over there. They keep all that. They keep all that. And I was like yeah that shit was kind of mid bro. Along with Morbius too apparently like that. Morbius was super ass bro. Look Ever since they announced that movie, you can look me up on Twitter. I told them to keep that. I have I have no desire to see these. I, I have no desire to see random Spider-Man villains without Spider-Man. Same with Venom. I have no desire to see a Venom movie absent of Spider-Man. There's no point because you're making him an anti-hero. And that's not most people's introduction. And they know him from the, the Fox cartoons. So, like, you, you're not going to be able to have a, a battle with him if he's a quasi-good guy. So, and then he sounded like he had, like, he just sounded dumb. Like Venom's character, he sounded like he, I don't know what the proper term is, but he, he sounded like he was slow, like challenged. <laughs> That's not funny, but. <laughs> but think about it, he sounded, it just sounded dumb. So they can, they can keep it, keep all that track. I'm never watching any of those movies. See, Rev said I, like if they would have toned the movies to be more darker, like I hate to say this, but Batman really kind of fucked up a lot of my nun. Like the Batman darkness model 
skew my per, uh, perception of what comic book movies should be because that's why I like like those uh like those Wolverine movies. They are kind of dark in tone. They're not. They got jokes, but they're not jokey jokey. And Venom probably like he Venom has jokes, but those movies should have been a lot darker. Like they shouldn't. First of all, they shouldn't even be PG thirteen movies. It should be rated R. Venom should be like slicing people up and. They should have been a slightly more serious tone. Like it was like a, it was like a TNT movie, basically. For <laughs> That's like the best comparison you can make. Out of oh it. It was my a TNT god! Movie. Okay, Marcus brought up Logan. Logan is extremely overrated too. Like I didn't get what I don't the know whole overrated. Bro. I don't know what the whole hype about that movie was. Like it just was. It was weird. I didn't think it was that great. I might go. Re- I might go rewatch it, but I didn't get the oh Logan is so great. Like it was. A violent Wolverine movie that there to me there was nothing like outstanding about the movie. Like I watched it one time and never was like, oh, I need to watch this again. Like, nah. Like with Civil War, I saw that in the theaters like three times and I bought it immediately when it came out. Like, that is a fucking good movie. Civil War was good, bro. But, I mean, I like Logan too, but that's because I like Wolverine a lot, and I also read. Uh, I mean, Old everybody Man Logan. loves Wolverine. Like nobody, I don't think there's anybody that doesn't like him. It's just it was just a. I guess the it was a, it was a good way weird. to put the character to bed to me. Like it was a good way to be like, all right, this is the last one, and then. Yeah, but it's not because Wolverine, what the X Men are coming to the MCU. It uh, to me, I guess looking back at it, it feels like. Um, it feels like how they did the independent, uh, the Joker movies in DC that are kind of independent of the storyline because, like, that story, there's like really no context to like why this was happening, where the other X Men are, and there's other things that tie into that story that aren't really explained. So, to me, it's just like, oh, we got these kids and we got this other, you know, Wolverine character, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just, it was kind of weird. And yes, Rev, I do not like Deadpool. Those, way no, so you know what, Trippy. I'm about to, you know what? Fuck y'all. I sent y'all that. <laughs> I sent y'all. I sent y'all that YouTube link to watch that that movie or that little video about this one Deadpool, co- that one Deadpool comic. That shit might have been the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life, right? But I don't think there's any place for that in the MCU. Like you see what they've done to Thor. We already have enough comic relief. Like keep keep him as far away from the mainstream MCU as possible. Because what is he gonna do? Are you going to turn him to like a Kenny-like character where he dies but doesn't die? You know what I'm saying? Like, we have enough jokey joke funny people in the MCU, so I don't, I don't, I don't want him to be there. But like, <clears throat> again, that story that I wrote, like, there was one point in the story where he, what was it? Where, what did he become? He became Venom. He became Venom Deadpool, which was ridiculous, because at some point he had a Jerry curl for no reason. Like that shit is just. <laughs> So I can see like the OG comic book people that read that shit that I see why they like him now. But that's not the same the same Deadpool we got. But that shit was hilarious. Like like Billy Ocean was in the story, like there was like drug use. It was it was a wild story. It's it's crazy. But yeah, you can keep you can keep Deadpool. Um uh da, 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 not so the f- best part about Deadpool 2 was when they like uh they jumped out of the plane and everybody died. That shit was hilarious. That shit was great. But like the protagonist wasn't great. The little crazy fire boy that wasn't that wasn't great either. 
like the, to me with these movies people get very overhyped with like violence and cussing like oh he's cussing and he's shooting people in the face like all right that's i don't know bro like we're from the 80s bro media was hella violent back then too like robocop terminator aliens like all that well i mean aliens came out in like 1979 but yeah that movie's still terrifying I ran into solid like in the background somewhere. I'm like, fam, this is an old movie. Like that should that Yeah, should. that's what I'm saying. Like the media we consumed when we were kids was extremely violent. So I don't know. Like it kind of toned down a little bit and now it's, it's low key seeping its way back into the uh, mainstream. So I was like, I mean, I can see why people fuck with like I mean, like I said on the other anime podcast we did, I like violent uh animes. I also like violent movies. It's just because it reminds me of when I was a kid. Now, should I have been watching that stuff when I was little? Absolutely not. But my dad let me watch it. So so we'll go a little bit out of order. It's a smooth transition to a, a show, an anime I started watching. I don't even know how I got, got here. I think somebody mentioned it to me. Or actually, no, I got to it because uh, I looked up a YouTube video after I watched Anime Monster, looking up who like the like top like protagonist or I'm sorry antagonist in anime history were and this gentleman on this show came in as like number one one A. But um <laughs> give me one thing. oh man like all right I would just kind of interject real quick. So there was a time on Twitter where people were like Griffith did nothing wrong. This is what got me in the berserk. Um there was a time this was like it's 2022, so this was maybe seven, eight years ago. People were like, Griffith is uh, Griffith done nothing wrong, and I'm like, who is this Griffith, Griffith character? And I looked up Berserk, and I was like, who's this pretty ass blonde nigga, and what did he do? And so I started reading the manga, and he doesn't really show up until you're about like 10 or 12 chapters deep. And he hadn't did anything. I mean, he's kind of a dickhead when he when you first run into him, but he hadn't really done anything. But there's this very specific moment in that manga that you have to get to to kind of realize why he's the like one of the most highly ranked antagonists. And anybody who says that Griffith's done nothing wrong is an absolute psycho and a psychopath. Like, that nigga is pure evil. And I don't really want to spoil it just in case like uh anybody hasn't read it or seen any like media for it. But I want you to think of the most evil thing, like the most evil person you've ever encountered. And it probably multiplied that by a thousand. Like Griffith is like scum of the earth. But <clears throat> Berserk is extremely violent. And it's uh, extremely dark. Like, niggas like, die off rip. The stakes... I will say that stakes are a little weird for the main character. Like, the way that Arthur wrote the story, it kind of set it up to where if and when he gets to his final confrontation, that he will probably end up dying. So he probably has a little bit more plot armor than he probably should have, but I feel like that's standard in all anime. The main character just probably won't die until their story is wrapped. But um, 
Damn, I kind of lost my train of thought. I think, uh, I mean, Sabri's, well, he's going to edit this. So actually, I don't want to bring this up because he hasn't gotten that far into it. But there is a certain character in that story that I think is supposed to represent the main character just because of the way he like he encounters them and then how they talk to each other. And he kind of knows a lot about them. I feel like they may either that may be an older version of him that he that comes back from a different dimension or something like a parallel universe. As like the they explain that the world's kind of overlapping, the portal just has to be opened up so you can see the other half. All right, I'm back. All right, so yes, he he talked about this show berserk. So I kind of been on like a and this ties into what you're saying about the 80s being violent. The 90s were also violent too, and I've been kind of on a 90s anime I don't know, wave, I guess. Because I'm like, I was very surprised that like YouTube had a lot of these shows on here that I couldn't find, like for instance, Monster, which was said to be like one of the best, I guess, suspense animes, and also have one of the like best protagonists in anime history, even though the show isn't like any type of super, supernatural power type stuff. Essentially, the dude was like Hitler. That's pretty much what it was in a sense. And uh, so the other guy on Berserk came on this list, Griffin. And I'm watching the show and I'm just like, see, he seems, he seems pretty cool to me. Like he doesn't seem like a horrible person. Great leadership qualities, takes care of his peoples. But there's the, there's a 1997 version that's on YouTube. That's it's nine hours long. It's not super long or whatever. Um, and it has all the, pretty much the, the series on there. So I'm watching it, I'm watching it. And in the back of my mind, this is kind of where I don't like having like preconceived notions and stuff because I'm, I'm waiting for this, for whatever the heel turn is going to be. And when that heel turn happens, that by far is the wildest <laughs> shit I have ever seen in my life. And then it's kind of like, I was like, all right, cool. There's some context missing. So I went back and read the, the manga, which for you non, you know, anime folks, it's the source material which is the like japanese equivalent of a comic and the manga is a hundred times worse <laughs> than what i saw on the animation and i was like what i'm like what is going on like the word demon time is is a nice way to describe what was going on in this in this story but reading the manga it, it kind of fills in some gaps and it's like, all right, cool. It, it lets you know what it is. Cause there's some stuff that happens early. Like they showed the part, like with him and his dad, his dad, like sold him to some people. They didn't show that in the uh, 97 anime. I'm like, Oh, that's pretty, pretty problematic as well. And then the whole thing with the dude with the boys and stuff like that. I'm like, all right, yeah, this show is kind of crazy. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to spoil it. If you haven't watched it, but I highly recommend if you're like a fan of like Game of Thrones, then I think you would like this. Just be be forewarned. There is yeah, a lot. Yeah, is like Game of Thrones on crack. Now that you say this, there's Fucking a lot. Chaotic. There's a a lot of problematic things that happen in the show, to include gratuitous violence. Like this dude guts guts is. 
I said in the chat that he was LeBron James with the sword. He's more like Adrian Peterson with the sword. Like that dude's a <laughs> fucking monster. <laughs> this nah, man, that nigga, that nigga is Bo Jackson with the sword, bro. bro. Yeah, like dog. he just swings that shit and people die. Dog, that shit is, this shit is great. Like the the animation in the manga is great. Like it's yeah, probably it's a beautiful animated bar. Like I started rereading it again last night, and I was like, damn, this is actually really good. Yeah, let's see. Marcus, they be having sex with their sisters, bro. You know what? You know, Marcus, you know, Marcus <laughs> I, I challenge you to, to watch this. Watch like the first. Matter of fact, no, there's a um, I'm actually having on the background, but on Netflix, they have three movies that pretty much run the whole story. They run the whole story in three movies. It's kind of like with um, like with Attack on Titan. If you want to watch all like sixty some episodes, you can watch the movie and it'll give you like whole story. Um, again, the movies they put out, I think they're like twenty sixteen. They have a little bit more context from the manga, but there's a lot of stuff to leave out. And, and kind of my point that I want to bring up with this that a YouTuber made the point of. It's like it's back in the day where like anime isn't so ubiquitous and, and heavily consumed and very popular. Back in the days, I, they were saying that these movies they would put out or these these animes they put out were pretty much used as like advertisement for people to go read the manga. Because like the way that they formatted this, the series with the 97 version is that like it was like a flashback. Uh, a, it was a flash forward and then a the first episode is a flash forward, then they flash back to the beginning, and then the last episode is a flash forward back to what happened, which fills in some of the holes. But then you're watching, it's like, yo, I'm missing something. So I went back and read the first 80 chapters, which is like the anime, and there was a lot of context that was filled in like a lot of context, a lot of stuff that now the story makes more sense to me, but. I highly recommend it. It's pretty cool. So it's with the animes, there's two versions or with manga, there's two versions. You have the shonen, which is geared towards like uh, teenagers, like adolescents, like under 18. That's why like with a lot of animes, there's like a lot of emphasis on like women's breasts and ass cheeks and like kind of uh, sophomoric humor and themes. And then you have mangas like Berserk, which is the I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. It's called Sinan, Sinan, which is more geared towards 18 and up. And after I realized that, I'm like, all right, this makes sense. This is literally an, an adult show, just animated, which I think is cool because you can really flesh out some cool stories. Like One Punch Man is not a shonen. It's a Sinan because of the gratuitous violence that happens in that show. So, Shout um, out to Metal Bat. Really yeah, if you have any... um some youths in your life that are if you see them with a berserk manga or watching the show please cut that off immediately because it's not for them right this is too late the first chapter alone is too Bro. late after that yeah there, there's there's a, a lot going on but we'll, we'll definitely get into our, our anime bag a little bit later at some point um what i did want to talk about which kind of ties back to last week where uh we had some problematic discussions about animals and uh Mass shootings. I'm not gonna repeat those because we might get canceled again. But go back and check uh, episode one twelve. But uh, shout out to Tribble. She made a point that um, 
that she didn't want to, you know, elaborate on her thoughts on our takes on this stuff because she might want to run for office one day. And funny, she says that that there was a uh, Rhode Island state senator that was quote unquote quote twerking upside down at the beach. <sighs> and there was people, of course, Fox News went crazy with it. Um, I don't know if I classify what she was doing as twerking. Bro, that shit was so terrible. Like it I'm, was, I'm not mad that she twerked. I'm mad that she called it twerking. Did she, did she call it that? Or other people call it that. I don't really know. To be honest with you, I don't know what she. She called it twerking because I had looked it up. She called it twerking. I was mad because the Mashies wasn't moving. If the Mashies was moving, I would have moved to Rhode Island and voted for her. I was like, yeah, big booty bitch for uh, governor. Love it. Let's do this. <sighs> but nah, problematic. Uh, big, big little <laughs> woman. This is a you know a Christian value based podcast. Um, a voluptuous yeah. rumped lady for yes. governor. Would have voted for her, but bruh, I've seen more movement out of a loaf of bread. That's how bad it was. It was almost um, sweetie levels of bad. Um, but the, the thing is, is like, you know, Fox News went crazy. People were like, oh my God, she's she's twerking and this is supposed to be our leaders and, and our bureaucrats and ga, ga, ga. this is a terrible example. Ga, 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 ga. And I'm just like, fam. Do you not remember who the 45th president of the United States was? Or the 43rd, or the 41st, the first, the third. Literally, a lot of them niggas got dirt. Fam. Watergate. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, president Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. Like, if we're really going to distill this, Y'all are getting mad for her for dancing. Exactly. That's all t- t- quote unquote twerking is. You're literally just dancing. But there's the 45th president of the United States said to quote, grab them by the pussy and still became the 45th, the 45th president. president. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga had a whole bunch of rape allegations to his name, still got elected president. Yeah. So let's let's not. I mean, I know it's probably a slow news cycle. You know, sports aren't really on right now, but let's not make a thing a thing. Like that's what are her policies? If her policies are trash, then we can have a discussion. But literally dancing in your bathing suit shouldn't shouldn't make national news. But you know, it's funny though. It's like somebody I follow was like, I went to her TikTok page, and it was like her policies are actually pretty legit. She just wasn't getting views on them. The twerking video got people to go look at it. I was like, that's not bad marketing. Twerk was terrible, but the marketing was hey, spurred. Hashtags are cheap marketing. That's yeah. that's the era we live in, man. You see these Twitter pages like uh, Radio Shack had a tweet talking about okay, <laughs> nothing, nothing to do with electronics. Nothing to do with electronics. The tweet was something to the effect of uh, if she's a squirter keeper. It was, it was, what? yeah, it was along those lines. Like, if she's a squirter, you should marry her or something like that. And I was like, first off, I didn't even know Radio Shack still existed because I remember them selling corded phones and printers. Yeah. And I was like, Radio Shack's still a thing, huh? Shout out to Nick Cannon. He like, owns Radio Shack. He Wait. might. I actually, you know what's funny that you say that? You know, uh, Elon Musk got more kids than Nick Cannon, right? That's crazy. Yeah, nobody talks about it. It's fucking insane. Huh, I wonder why. Hmm. 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 Hmm.
and I will break some shit down for you. Just in case you're trying to get a nerdy dude. I don't know. Streets look, say that anime niggas are the best. I'm not gonna pat well, my back, but look, I, I I challenge I challenge I challenge everybody here. I, I would like to have a group discussion about Berserk. Because I think you would be I think you would be surprised. Because the perception that and, and that took me to another uh rabbit hole for anime as far as like uh there's a lot of lesser known 90s animes that are more adult themed um and i'm gonna look them up on youtube to see what's good like i watched the one that's called akira which is supposed to be like one of the um classic ones and it was it was interesting um it was straight it was cool um that's the one that people recommend me the most to watch because they be like you watch anime have you seen akira and they'd be surprised i have it um, well, and then also have you too, seen? I would say, have you seen Black Lagoon? Like that's actually really good. I know that came out in the nineties. I'm about to add that to my to my list. But like, Akira is a, a manga too, so there's a lot of context left out because like you're watching the movie, and it's like some stuff kind of doesn't really. It's not really explained, but I guess they explain it in the manga. So that's why it's important to read stuff. But um, wow. <laughs> Ref said, I need a whole binder for nerdy and words and slanging that thing. And when she says slanging that thing, she means uh, dates and times to Bible study. That's what they're slanging. Because or or some dates to the comic book store so she can expand her library. Well, again, for real, like, it, Rev, you like Game of Thrones, I, I highly recommend watching this or reading it. I, I Actually, I recommend reading it. Reading it's, it will put provide the better context. Yeah, this, this, I'm, I'm hooked. This shit is great. But and yeah. then if you need like a palate cleanser, you should watch um or actually no, I never read it, but a good palate cleanser would be Food Wars. It's a little weird, but it's really entertaining. Dr. Stone. I don't Dr. Stone is just a little too sciencey for a palate cleanser. It's a good anime, but I just think it's too science-based. It's not real science though. Yes, yeah, it's, still... it's it's ridiculous, but it's still it's still mild, mildly entertaining. So but yeah, I'm definitely gonna check out YouTube. Like one of the ones they suggested was a story about this girl that her goal was to have her way with a hundred boys before she graduated high school. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've run across that before. And she, it, but the thing is, like she had no game, so like she didn't accomplish it or something like that. But they said that was one of the top sinning stories or mangas or animes to read. It's more like a slice of life, but it's more again an adult theme. So I'm like, I might check it out. Oh, they said Lupin the Third is like the top one to watch, but that, that shit looks way too dated to me. I'm it looks watching. dated, but Lupin is actually really entertaining, bro. The animation is a little funky, but I love it. Yeah, I might. Like I said, I'm gonna I'm go on a a little bit of a '90s binge, kind of like with hip hop to get your history. Like, for example, like the the Akira anime is based on, or it, it's sourced a little bit. The story sourced a little bit from a super old like manga that featured a character called Gigantor or whatever and there's a lot of like references from that it looks like a 40s or 50s type anime joint so there's a lot of stuff referenced from that so there's there, like even if you watch stuff like if you look at Griffin's character he looks like um old boy from I can't remember his name from uh, Gundam Wing that had the tall geese I know you're talking about. Had the uh, helmet, not, the white not, hair. Uh, ah, fuck. Yeah. Because the that, first one that came to my mind was like the the ex nigga, but not him. Uh, hold on, I'm about to look it up. 
And, uh, I don't know. I always thought that nigga looked like Jesus a little bit, just with blonde hair, though. Like they really made Griffith really pretty in that in that manga, bro. They made like a lot of the yeah. There's some of the dudes on there that look like women. I thought the two. I thought uh, Rickard and the other dude with the knives were girls. I was like, oh wait, those are dudes. But then they made Casca look so masculine, bro. So weird. Oh, damn, like who the fuck pilots this shit? Uh, if you haven't watched Gundam Wing, it's. It's straight. It's not as good as I remember it, but nobody ever talks about it. Um, Red is oh, Zex Marquise. Yes. Zex. <laughs> oh, so it was that X nigga. Okay, yeah, they do look a lot alike. Yeah, got the helmet, everything. And then, like, even with, um, like, with the... Uh, I am blanking out. Jujutsu Kaisen. One of their main characters is seems to be referenced from Kakashi with the white hair. Oh, oh, Gojo. Gojo, yeah, Gojo's yeah. the goat. Shout out to Gojo. Free, well, yeah, free, the, free the homie Gojo. <laughs> JJK <laughs> is literally adult Naruto. I feel like I've said this before. Hashtag hashtag free the homie. But yeah, definitely uh definitely check those out. I don't JJK. think I shout out to Maki though. That's a real one. Love Maki. Shout out to Maki. That one's actually. That one, so that one kind of seems like it could be a, a Senin if they wanted to make it that. Same with Chainsaw Man. I think Chainsaw Man is Shonen, but just barely. Just barely, because that shit is wild brazy. So, um, but I think. Yeah, after I get done rereading Berserk, I'm going straight to Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw Man's the I'm about to I'm about to reread that here soon, too. Actually, before we wrap up, I just want to take a minute to let's let's get the let's get that Marcus Sniffles pack watch going. Whoa. He made probably one of the worst takes, and I asked other people, and they agree this is a terrible take. And I want to get y'all's comments. Definitely let us know in the YouTube comments, Apple Podcast review comments, Twitter, Spotify, wherever you want. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram at Southbridge706. Spelled how it sounds. It's not that complicated. He had the audacity to say that the guitar solo from You Got It Bad is better than the guitar solo on Beat It. And you want to know why he justified it? I'm and sorry. I don't know how we got here, but yeah. <sighs> he justified it by saying that because Eddie Van Halen made the guitar solo to Beat It, that it should have been better. It sounded like he just phoned it in. And I was like, nigga, do you know how great that guitar solo is? First off, nobody can play that guitar solo. Get real, Marcus. Bruh, mm. you got to buy a guitar solo is good, but beat his guitar solo is like that's history right there, bro. Like, so, there's very few solos better than that. My argument is, is that if you look at it, both solos fit for what they were for. And I get it that it is Eddie Van Halen, but it's also a solo that fits into a song this wasn't the eddie van halen show we're just gonna bring on just go crazy like you have a pocket you have a, a set time signature or, or keys to do this but you did your thing and, and i also think it's more or less for more notoriety it's like hey we have a michael jackson song with the eddie van halen solo like that gets people excited that gets people buzzing strategic marketing the the other reason i don't think that that's a true statement because if you if you think about it or like if you play an instrument, like let's say you let's say you take a piano, let's say you take one finger, 
right? To play every single note of both solos. The You Got a Bad solo is extremely basic. Extremely basic. Extremely basic. There's really nothing spectacular about it. I think it's rememberable because it's on a great song. But that take is almost as bad as the devil in a new dress guitar solo. Like that solo is like not great either. It's an average solo. It's average to below average. And that's just one of those things where I think with the hip hop community, I know a lot of people, I know like sampling and stuff opens up people's ears, other genres of music. But to me, I feel like people, not saying Marcus, but in general, people should listen to more music or more guitar solos because like that's not a good guitar solo it's It's just it is a guitar solo that's in a song like no if you listen to like van halen in general you can say that's not eddie van halen's best guitar solo but that's still a pretty good damn solo yeah and you're also looking at with hindsight like that you're looking at it like 30 years later like yeah 30 plus years later it's like oh yeah we gotta look at the context in that time period people were probably losing their mind over that shit you know what i'm saying like honestly, when I found out Van Halen did that solo, it made the song better because I didn't even know he did the solo for uh, "Beat It." I was like, "Damn, for real!" Now the shit's ten times better. It's yeah. already a great song. So again, let us know what you think about that. If you have any equal <sighs> or worse music takes than that, we'll. we'll and I want to know what Marcus considers a good guitar solo. I need him to do his top five guitar solos and songs now. I mean, I got a whole playlist, so um, that's, that's why I'm like, eh. Yeah, and like yeah. I don't even think you got a bad mix into my top 10 of guitar solos. Yeah, it's it's all right, but it ain't, ain't no it special. Ain't right, Marcus, yeah, Marcus be having bad takes, bro. That nigga also said that Drake wouldn't be Drake without Lil Wayne, but Nicki still would have. I don't believe that. All right. Moving on to takes. Let's hit our songs of the week because I actually remembered it this time. Um... I should be an asshole and give a Big Daddy Kane song, but I'm going to wait to finish this discography so we can talk about some of the things that I found on there. Um, damn, what is my song of the week? I, I don't even remember what I listened to this week, to be honest. Let me look at my albums. Oh, shit. West Side Gun had a, had a project come out called Peace Fly God. Definitely check that out. He has a song called Jesus Crack <laughs> featuring Stove God Cooks. Uh, shout out to Stove Guy, shout out to Buffalo. Um, but I, I go my song of the week is a song on there called uh, Dan Housen, produced by Conductor Williams. Definitely check that out. I love the production on that song. Uh, Dan Housen, West Side Gun, Peace Fly God is my song of the week. Uh, my song of the week is Shred Buddy by uh, Sada Baby because he updated his Scuba Root 2 and dropped like 10 new songs on that bitch. Been listening to that all week. Yo, I don't even know how I really got. Actually, no, I do know how I got into Sada Baby, but that's that's besides the point. That nigga actually makes some real good music. Fair. Uh, Rev says her song of the week is "I Won't Fall for Your Love" uh, by Nick Moore. KJ put me on a song from a group that Anderson Pack signed. It's called "Take a Chance" by Domi and JD Beck. I enjoyed it. It's pretty good. Um, 
I know Chris Brown put out a deluxe album and he's got a song in there also with Anderson Peck called Inner Peace, which is really good. Like I don't think there's any like not good Anderson Pack song. So uh anywho, this is KTSC Av episode 113. Appreciate the support. Share on all social media platforms and you'll get a gold star one day. Oh yeah, Marcus, by the way, I'm putting what you said about partisan on the internet. I just need the time to edit it. But I will edit it and put it on the internet. It's a lot of nasty work going on episode 112. <laughs> Uh, Marcus's song of the week is uh, Seeing Green. Who is that by? I don't know. Probably some white woman. Marcus loves white women music. <sighs> Shout out to our Caucasian sisters, our non-melanated <laughs> queens. Marcus um, did say Party was fine. Chat. I'm not going to agree or disagree with that, Red, but he did say Party was a good-looking man. I, I honestly don't know what that guy looks like, so... Can't can't say, right? I don't know what part of after that nigga walked down past the street. I wouldn't know what it looked like. If Megan walked down the street, I'm gonna stop. So the fact that Marcus was stopped for another man is is uh, telling. But he oh, also said Beyonce looks cheap. So I don't know. You know what? We can't end the episode yet. There's two more things. So today is the one year anniversary of Vince Staples by Vince Staples. A great album. You should definitely check that out. It's only like 22 minutes long. Um, also, and damn, we're slacking. You should have definitely reminded me of this, but uh, I think a couple episodes ago we talked about The Wire versus Sopranos, and oh, yeah. my favorite character on the show, Polly Gutierrez, aka Polly Walnuts, Tony Sirico passed away at the age of eighty-two. Uh, we talked about uh, shit. Tech Messiah talked about him when I suggested the Pine Barrens episode of Sopranos, which is probably one of the funniest episodes like across TV shows, period. And it's heavily features Tony Sirico's character, Polly and Chrissy. And again, if you haven't watched The Sopranos, just go watch the Pine Barrens episodes. Go look up YouTube clips of the Pine Barrens episodes. This shit is fucking gold. It is excellent. Uh, RIP to him. Uh, also, again, RIP to Robert Kahn, or excuse me, James Kahn, who played uh, Sonny Corleone in The Godfather. Both of them passed away like back to back, bro. It's crazy. Yeah, you know, old people do die. So, yeah. she was old as shit on the show, too. <laughs> but, like, the, one of the things that, again, that I like about Sopranos versus other shows that this, like, kind of, I guess, homegrown, organic, like, literally, like, all the characters are either Italian from New Jersey or from New York. And then a majority of the characters, were in like the Godfather casino and all the very popular mafia movies. So the tone was pretty consistent and it was very authentic. Tony Sirico, uh, I think I mentioned it on another episode or on Twitter, like he actually went to jail. Uh, he may or may not have killed somebody in real life. <laughs> uh, I believe he was like a Navy or Army veteran. Um, but, so he was really about that life. There's actually a, a cool little YouTube video about him doing an interview and just detailing like his his uh trials and tribulations so um r.i.p uh joe button he didn't really say nothing he he did slander brent phases album shout out to kj we were talking about that on instagram the dms i, I feel like he has some valid points the, for full transparency i've never listened to any of brent phases music i literally learned how to pronounce his name today but the snippets that he played, that I could see why he was saying it, it was kind of trash. But 
gonna check it out just on the strength of KJ. And there's like some there's some heavy hitting producers and artists on that album just scrolling through it. Like Drake's on there. He's got some Neptune's production. So they they definitely put money and effort into it. So I'm curious uh, how that how that shakes out. But um, I think that was the last thing. Yeah. So anywho, this is KTSCF and we's out.